welcome, welcome, welcome to Afrolit episode Afro-Lit. four. Hey. We are hella excited. Equa's dancing in the chair as we speak. Always. Because we've literally made it to episode four. Happy New Year. And we're in 2017. I know. This is... Wow, it's a new paradigm. Yeah. New goals. New year, new us. For real. (laughs) I'm brand new. I know. And we're renewed women. We are. (laughs) So, happy new year and welcome to our very first episode of 2017. It's It's about to be lit. We're also excited because we have music. I know. On our episode. This is such a strange concept. You know, here we were just recording in our little you know, school-run studio. I know. So now this is a production. Okay? Do you guys understand? This is We're enunciated. This is no games, okay? Yeah, no games 2017. More shade 2017. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just overall, we're going up. We're yeah. all the way up. Just understand where we are lit. Exactly. But to jump right into it, we are discussing black hair today's episode (laughs) we're discussing all things black hair we're gonna be talking about why is black hair so political our personal relationships with our hair Mm -hmm. and our aesthetics overall because i guess our hair is a part of our aesthetic exactly um we're gonna be talking about texture discrimination so i know someone's (laughs) gonna slide into my dms and drag they've already slid they've already slid (laughs) in the comments i know (laughs) We're going to be talking about dating while natural, or just dating as a black woman and like having to deal with the hair issues. Versus like when you have your cornrows and versus crochet. Yeah. Versus Naomi Campbell's weave. Versus exactly all the different forms that you carry yourself. Exactly. So we're going to be discussing the controversial aspects of blackness and black hair as well as the everyday nuances, exactly. the microaggressions, oh, the beauty, God. the versatility. And how it, it transcends age. Like, you can be five years old and still get discriminated versus 100%. when you're, like, 96 and you'll still be like, is that your real hair? Like, they'll still want to touch it. Basically. Like, there's no respect. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, there's no escape. Yes. So... To jump right into it. Also, feel free to engage with us and converse with us. Like, guys, we don't fight. Of course. Join the conversation on Twitter. Hashtag AfroLit. On Instagram. Hashtag AfroLit. Exactly. (laughs) We're here. We love to converse with you. I know. And critique us. You know, I always like a good... You know, just a good serving, a good shade throw, shade throwing, exactly anything like that. And lastly, do not forget to like, comment, share, and follow us on SoundCloud. All the buttons are in the description box below. Exactly. You know you love this, so just download it if you want, so we can have that. This helps us to continue to thrive. It increases our our at least our aesthetic it increases our goals just keep on thriving with us yes but yes like comment share and subscribe so let's jump right into it so bobo what is your relationship with your hair Ooh, this question (laughs) (laughs) so unlike you i have not been natural my whole life oh so when did you okay so when weren't you natural so I 
the last time I relaxed my hair was freshman before I began college. So okay. like the summer before I began. Oh wow. I relaxed my hair. Was that because you wanted to prepare for like traveling and like you didn't know what you were going to do? Yeah, with your hair? it was okay. like I'm going to a new city, like what am I going to do? This is going to be easier. It's also just like the norm, I suppose. Yeah. I guess it was for me. It okay. still is in South Africa. That's weird. The norm to relax your hair. Wow. I know. <laughs> um, not throwing shade at anyone who relaxes hair. If that's your aesthetic, okay, by all means. <laughs> um, and so I did that. It actually was pretty bad because I had like literally scabs at the back of my scalp. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they burnt my scalp. And it's crazy to think that we literally put sodium hydro not even like we put actual chemicals on our scalps so that we could like we go to such lengths just so that it can hair. be straight like, why and the fact that we've normalized that blows my mind um so yes i put basically acid on my scalp and to straighten my hair <laughs> i'm being extra and I ended up having like scabs and then I feel like I was just bored of A, having hair that it just doesn't even look that I know, it kind of limps. Like have you noticed when you look at straight hair, it kind of just, <laughs> like it's kind of just like a hand. Like relaxed. Yeah, yeah, on me especially, I'm not a fan of straight hair. So I just had to question A, this doesn't even look that great on me anyway. So yeah. why do I go to such lengths? And also, why do I have scabs at the back of my scalp? <laughs> like, why and is my is, head on fire? Yeah, <laughs> like, why am I sitting in a chair and my hair is burning and this is normal? Why have we normalized this? Um, and I was just like, you know, why don't I just be? Like, let me just not. And from there, I just didn't. It wasn't like a dramatic, I'm going natural, I'm right. a big chop. I was just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm over it. Not like, about this is it. Not, this is no longer my aesthetic. Um, and so, yeah, since then, I didn't. Mm -hmm. I haven't. I've always been about, I think since then, especially because I was in college. Yeah. Protective styles. I've done every single black hairstyle. Wow. So you've done braids. I've done braids. I was basically brandy. <laughs> I've done I love Brandy's aesthetic though from Moesha days right? anyway. <laughs> Literally that was me though yeah. for too long. I've done every single freshman year I did crochet braids. They turned out terribly. I had literally a track in the That front of broke my hair though. Really? We'll discuss. Yeah, yeah cuz it was so I guess the woman who did it, it was so tight on my scalp. Oh no no. So when I took it out, I was like this is my hair coming out with the hair that is attached. I'm screaming. To my hair. So you should press charges. <laughs> uh, I just know that style is not for me. Yeah, so I literally wore headscarves for one whole semester of college. Okay. Granted, I look like Erica Badu, so he's complaining. <laughs> but <laughs> people think you were Muslim, though. Like, were they like when you? <laughs> no, they just thought I was extra. Oh, but that's okay. That's cool because I am extra. So <laughs> it's chill. But yeah, I feel like right now where I am in relation to my hair. Okay. Um. I will say, as a young girl, because I've grown up in predominantly white spaces, mm -hmm. for a long time I really wished I had white hair. Mm. But I really just wished I had white features. I was like, oh my gosh, wow. why do I have a round nose? Why are my eyes so dark? 
why do I have hips? Like wow. all of these African features that yeah i naturally have i was like why can't i just look white exactly and that of course extended itself to my hair but where yeah. i am now i just enjoy i enjoy my blackness and in all of its versatility fist up yeah so <laughs> that's real yeah what is your relationship with your hair wow i think for me it's always been in relationship with my i guess my family because my family has is like predominantly women and they all have really short hair which they've chosen to have they like all cut their hair there's no and stigma I, of like short hair is not feminine no i love it yeah i've never really seen that i mean my mom while when i was really young used to have braids yeah and so she would do that but like her natural hair was always braids like it was i mean it was always short and so even with the rest of my family, like, we've always done those types of protective styles. So I never really understood the stigma, I guess, because I was so familiarized with natural hair. And I've been natural my entire life. I mean, of course, I've, like, played with my hair and I cut my hair really, really short. And it didn't really grow <laughs> once I did that. Long. But, like, you know, just having fun. But other than that... It's always just been about how I feel and what I've enjoyed is just being able to be so versatile with my hair. Yeah. So similar to you, I've done the whole Moesha, you know, I've had like, I don't know if you remember that style when you were kids where it's like, there's a line in the middle and then it's like lined, but oh, you like look like combos. a mouse. Yeah, but you look like Minnie Mouse. I used to call it like the Minnie Mouse style because it made me look like a mouse. But anyway. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know if I know. I had beads in my hair. I was inspired by Serena Williams. Are, you even, are you even black if you haven't had beads in your hair? And it used to point. be so annoying because I used to have to go to sleep. You know when you try to sleep with beads? Bruh. Yo, the struggles. Oh, those little like hair clips yeah not the clip but the, the you know, round yeah. two knocker i know exactly and what you're talking they hit about your scalp you just feel your soul leaving your body you're like this is the end i feel like that pain is why i can like stub my toe and like i still feel pain of course but i feel like i've been familiarized with that pain Dead. because it's happened <laughs> on my head so many times Dead ass. that like <laughs> why point. are black women so strong because we've we've experienced that pain We've honestly just been abused, like, <laughs> since childhood. But, yeah, I mean, in relationship to when I was in middle, or actually not even middle school, grade school, and I went to a predominantly white Christian school, Yeah, it was very difficult to kind of justify, like, why my hair would be in braids and, like, when it would change. So, like, if I would have my natural hair or, like, have an afro, like, tied back by my mom with, like, those mm. door knocker things, everyone and anyone would always have to question, like, oh, it looks different now. You know, like, they would always have to say something. Yeah. Which I never understood why. Like, I would just... Did it bother you, though? Like, why is everyone always asking I don't know if it bothered me. I think I'd have to reflect on that. But I think it was just also just like confusion i'm like why is it such a big deal like it's like my hair like let's yeah. like it's me you know it's my hair like let's move on like i want to have like i want to play the games i don't want to i don't want to have a conversation about my hair like it's my hair you okay know? but you as an adult right now yeah what do you feel like you still have to constantly justify yeah 
your hair, your blackness? Like, of course, is this still a thing. I feel like now because, and it's funny because we've transitioned into this space where it's accepted to like, you know, rock your natural hair at least within the black community. You know, I don't even know. Okay, I'd say it's it's accepted. Of course, but with only a certain yeah, a type certain of skin type. tone mm-hmm. and type of uh-huh. <laughs> a type of girl, if we could even a put it like that. Aesthetic. Yeah, oh, a type of aesthetic, mm-hmm. I'll say. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right with that. Of course, now because I've owned my hair and I know, like, I'm learning every day, but I've owned at least like the kinks of it and like what happens whenever I wash it and like what shampoos work better than those that don't or that the ones that dry it out and because I manage it by myself now it's no longer like a you know mother daughter relationship or like mother or daughter aunt situation right it's something that I hone and I control I've grown to love it and grown to accept it for kind of what it is whether it like doesn't grow anymore or whether (laughs) it like grows in its own nature you know and what has or what's interesting is when I was younger and I would have my afro like I had no problem with people touching my hair especially white people but really? now yeah it was we I don't know I guess it was because I wanted to feel included and I guess because they felt so like intrigued by my hair I would just let it happen but yeah. every time I'd reach for theirs it would be like oh no like no I don't want to mess it up whatever and so that automatically clicked in me like okay no this is not happening anymore like if I can't do it to you then like yeah, you're like, definitely where does the double standard come from you know so you can pet me like your dog but I can't right like you not. can literally like pull my hands like oh my god it stretches oh, literally that was my have you experienced this in academia in the workplace hmm. you know any spaces that are not predominantly black do you feel like you're more conscious of your hair? I will say when I was working a little bit of retail, there was a time where I wanted to wear like a headscarf. And no one in my job really said anything, but I remember my family being like, oh my gosh, no, like, you know, they'll think like maybe you're like, you know, something else or like, you know, it's like, it's a lot, you know, like, are you sure you want to go to work like that? Like everyone was concerned yeah. about, and so I felt super conscious. I was like, okay, I guess I'll like fix my hair. So it's at oh, least wow. shown, but it was at least understanding like how political it was. Like, I think it was in that moment that I realized like, okay. Every time I wear an afro, like, I'm upsetting someone, which was so weird to me. And I find that in the U.S., black hair is a lot more political than it is, like, in South Africa. So I feel like if I walk around with, like, big hair now, in the U.S., it's seen as, like, a political statement. Like, fists up, you know? Like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, Angela Davis. This is actually just the aesthetic for today. I know. (laughs) And I think this even transcends as to why, for a long time, I really didn't understand this idea of, like, cultural appropriation. Of course, I understand it now. Mm. Like, I'm not here for, what is it, Kim K, Conros, or whatever. But I didn't really understand what the problem was with, like, white women having braids and things like that. Because I assumed it from, like, that African background of right. women just being, like, okay, this is, like, a look for the day. But because in America it's so political and it's so tied into, like, our cultural standpoint, and, like, mm. we don't... Like, I would be upsetting someone when I have those conroads and braids, but since she can just, like, change it whenever and, like, not have any sort of stigmatization right. about her, that's where the cultural appropriation comes in. No, I... 
I had a hard time like understanding cultural appropriation also in the beginning as an African. Yeah, of course. I think because, we all did. Yeah, because we're not as I don't know, the way we consume culture is a little bit different. Yeah. But I do understand the problem of if I have cornrows or if I have dreads yeah. in corporate America. Yeah. I will not be seen as trendy. I will not be seen the way Gigi Hadid is seen. Oh, I will not be no. seen the way Kendall Jenner is. I'll be seen as raggedy, unprofessional, dirty, right. etc. Et and that's why it's a problem. Of course. And I feel like it's just hard for I don't I actually don't know why it's hard for like white people to understand. Like they just don't I think it's something that they again they've just chosen to like see their privilege as like non existent in this Word. scenario. Like they don't see like how their privilege plays into a scenario like that. So you could know? you in the workplace, like can you confidently rock your afro? Or do you feel a type I, of way. I think I feel a type of way, but again, I think it depends on the workplace. So while I was in retail, I definitely felt like, okay, I know I have to like hold it back or I have to, you know, tie it up in a specific sort of style. Right. Whereas in, I don't, if I were to work in like a way more creative space or a space that was trying to align itself with more of black culture, AKA like trying to steal it, they wouldn't mind if I rocked my afro. Do you get what I mean? Mm. You know? So I I think what worries me, though, is, like, since it's now trendy, like, when will it ever turn into a space where it's no longer trendy? And so, like, women should not necessarily go back to being on relaxer and things like that, but, like, you know, okay, that was cute. Like, you had your afros out. Okay, now tie it back. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like tame it in a way. I just hate this idea that... Like, our hair is inherently inappropriate. Yeah. Like, the girl in South Africa who was, I don't know, she got into trouble for having her yeah. afro out because it was distracting. I'm not here for that narrative. Or even within the school code of conduct saying yeah. that, oh, Conroe's dreads and braids must be, like, 10 millimeters in diameter so that it can then be accepted. Whereas if homegirl who has straight blonde hair wants to make it into like a disgusting dreadlock knot and come Honestly, to school, truly. it's really not a problem. Like, what is the definition of appropriate? Like, what is appropriate hair? And why is it Eurocentric? I feel like that's what they've created, though. Like, like you know. that's the construct. Yeah, that's just the construct of it. You, but you know what else in the workplace irks me? Yeah. Because I had this boss once in my nine-to-five days <laughs> um, who, and this was, like, a company for black women, and she was white, and she would, ask question, she would ask me questions like, so why don't you have your real hair out? And I'm like, I just feel like as a white woman, that's not your place. Like, that's never... Also, which ties into the question, I am always here for women who may have the longest weave that you may know is fake. If you claim that is your hair, that is your business, and just let it be their hair. That is always my answer. Sorry, I bought it, so it's mine. Exactly. I I don't understand why that really bothers people so much. It's on my head, so it is in my possession, therefore it's mine. And I feel like that also bothers some other black women too. Like, they get frustrated when, if I have, like, you know, the 18, 32-inch weave, whatever. Yeah. If I'm like, yeah, this is all me all day. (laughs) 
they're like, no, 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 honey, like, what is your... But I always just wonder, like, where does that question... That question of, is that your hair? Why is that not your hair? Like, where does that question... Why do you need to know, fam? I feel like it definitely ties into this texture discrimination. Go in. Listen, listen. I think that is the bane of my existence because I'm from Kenya. Okay. Typically, we have... Like, it's a mix. Like, some people have really, like, coarse which is still beautiful hair, right? but they may not necessarily look like with their skin tone to have that type of hair texture. Right. But someone like me, whose family has like a lineage of just like having softer curls, it is so frustrating to have to explain like, my hair is curly even if I just put water in it. Even if like, I just, yeah, <laughs> it's just my hair. Like I am not part Indian, I am not part, yeah. I don't know, Irish, like there, you know, like, I don't know why it does this, but it just does it, and there's no justification of why it yeah. should be doing that, you know? But I also feel like there are certain curls that are deemed to be more aesthetically pleasing, there's certain curl patterns oh, that are acceptable gosh. in the natural hair community. And then certain curl patterns that are not. Listen, I am South African. I'm from the bottom of the continent. We have 4C hair. Do you understand? Our hair can scrub pots. (laughs) You're rude. (laughs) (laughs) However, we're not dark-skinned, though. And so I feel like it blows... Like, people cannot comprehend. Which I don't understand. Like, if it grows... Like, if it's my hair and this is how I want to rock it and, like, this is natural hair, just... Let it be. Let it be a part of the movement. It's like, why is that not as acceptable or as accepted into the natural hair community as your 3A curl pad? Why? I'll never understand that. Someone explain to me. I'll never understand that. And you'll even see the videos on YouTube. I was about to go (laughs) in on YouTubers. I was about to go in. YouTube is such an interesting space now. YouTube is a scam. No, no, no. If we're being completely honest, the YouTube natural hair world... Is a scam. Yeah, it's kind of okay a scam. because you have predominantly three A to like maybe four A. Yeah, like really like three C. Yeah, um, hair type people, and they come in on front of the camera, and they just they just swish their hair around right for they like just, the first yeah. like six minutes of the video, which is basically the whole video. Basically, and then they're okay. like, "Oh yeah, use this curl pudding Jessie's that is definitely forty six dollars." <laughs> and the moment you buy that product, let me Listen, tell you, it is the literally... amount of money I've wasted <laughs> trying, attempting to get defined twist outs that aren't. Listen, I'm 4C. Wash and go is not my aesthetic. Like, it was See, not. I feel like I don't even want to know my curl pattern, whatever, because I just want to, like, transcend and own whatever my hair is. Like, this is Equa's hair. Go in. So, because of that, I, like, don't even want to, like, define whatever my curl pattern is. And then when I try to search, you know, because I want to at least support someone who looks like me. Like, shout out dark skin. Right? So, then when I go and look and I (laughs) try to see a video that is someone that looks like me who may have my hair texture or may not... The whole, like, first of all, the first videos that come up are women who do not look like me at all, Mm -hmm. who are just swishing their hair back and forth, and then, like, kind of, you know, curl it up. And then when they show you how they do do the twist out, it never, ever 
ever comes out like that. They've sold you never. (laughs) It's crazy because I even went to a salon to ask if they can do like the twist out. And they could do it, but they did their own technique. You know, she even showed me how to like make the parts smaller. You know, so I learned the lesson from a salon than even going to YouTube to try and do it myself. You know what the thing is? Mm-hmm. Where is the you know who's lying to me? Is it the salon? Let me tell you know what the thing or is. Or is it YouTube? When the natural Vloggers. hair movement came out, everyone thought, "Wow, I'm gonna go natural and I'm going to look like Tracy <laughs> Ellis Ross." No, 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 no. no. We that are not the... all Tracy Ellis Ross. I know, and that's okay though. Like you literally can have four C hair and still but not to looks YouTube for days. You may or may not prosper on YouTube with your 4C hair, maybe. And uh, right. honestly, if we're being completely honest, yeah, can be you real. be an Instagram ratty? I don't, I don't know. Ooh, that's tough. But it's like, you watch all these girls, because hair envy is a thing, especially when you're starting out trying to learn your hair. I know. So you're like, oh my gosh, let me go and learn what to do. Like, what am I supposed to do? What is porosity? Yeah. What is hair type? What is a bantu knot? Right. What sulfates? Bruh. You go, you see all these 3A, 3B curl patterns. It's just girls. That are like, like I don't even know how long. Fam. Like, it's just touching the floor. And they just put, they just spritz, you know, just a spritz of water. <laughs> And then some Miss Jessie's sweet coconut curl. That smells delicious. Don't get me wrong. Truly, that's how they. That's how these companies get you though. They'll just <laughs> spritz so. Miss Jessie's coconut curl, right. pomegranate, olive oil, yeah. lavender oil, rosemary, yeah. curl popping, hair C flex gel. <laughs> And then they're like, and that's my, that's my wash and go. No. And so you with your 4C hair attempt this wash and go. And you're just looking like... Where's the curls though? Where are they? <laughs> where are the curls though? And that's where dreams are sold. So I feel like part of self-love and part of learning and loving your hair... Honestly. Is accepting... Is, first of all, acknowledging that texture discrimination is a thing like this occurs it's it's so real and it's so unnecessary and i honestly to be quite honest i think it only happens between like black women and black men and black oh and black men wow i was about to leave them out oh no no, thank you (laughs) for always checking me we check each other always no i got you because can we discuss dating while black featuring black hair because what I found is that... Break this down. So a lot of black men... I won't generalize. I'll, I'll just speak from my personal experiences because I don't need to be dragged in the DMs. Oh, of course. But it is quite... Especially on Twitter, mm-hmm. it is quite prevalent to have men who claim to want natural women. Hot F oh, men. I need F- my girl Hot F to- men, mm-hmm. for sure. I need my girl to be natural, organic, <laughs> non-GMO. You know, I don't like my girls wearing make. I don't like these weave ass wearing. Girl, I don't like cetera, these fake eyebrows. Exactly. Whatever. However, I find that these are the same men who love the the idea of blackness. They love the idea of the black woman. Yeah. But they're not really here for the black female experience. Because oh. 
part of no. being a black woman is you know what i feel like wearing a wig today you know because like i just feel like this is my aesthetic today so i'm going to wear a wig or part like even is, if I'm it's going just bold yeah i'm doing i'm cutting everything off yeah part of it is or i just want to experiment like exactly. why not like hair technology has really dramatically changed and it's such a beautiful booming industry so like why not yeah. just experiment but it's also like part of it is i'm an accountant and i work at a top three accounting firm like, in corporate yeah. america that is eurocentric and i cannot have my hair out my natural 4c hair out in an afro at this meeting that I'm having with executives today, so I'm going to wear Which my is problematic, but Peruvian. that's a different story. <laughs> exactly, but we have to adapt and prosper. Exactly. But it's like, so therefore I'm going to wear my 16-inch Peruvian straight weave, and I'm going to prosper. And then you get told, but nah, you fake. Nah. Right? These black... And what's interesting, though, is those same black men will be the ones... No shade. Oh, you know what? Whatever. No are the ones who have the, like, nappy... <laughs> I don't even know what is going on at the top. Like, there has no comb has, like, gone through... I'm screaming. ...that I don't even know what care <laughs> now. And they expect you to have it so neatly cut and primped and hey. trimmed... And Tracy Ellis Ross, plus, I don't know, maybe Tika Sumter, plus, like, maybe a little bit of Moesha, if you want. Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys, you know, yeah, and they expect that to be done in, like, the five minutes before you go to work. <laughs> so, in my head, I'm thinking, well, since you have failed to do any of that, or give me any sort of remnant Truly. that you upkeep your own natural hair, I will just continue to be me. And if that me is wearing that wig that is completely 100% Naomi Campbell straight, then so be it. Like, I don't... Let me tell you. So I went on a date. Oh, yes. Last month. And this goat <laughs> had the nerve. No, he had the audacity to lean forward and ask me, so is that all of your real hair? Sorry. Um... You, you have, have never a combed. <laughs> I need to. This man you has can... never combed his hair a day in his life. Jeez. And you want to lean forward and inquire about the hair follicles growing out of my scalp for what reason? Like, it's such a problem to some men. Like, I don't understand. But on the flip side, though, for me personally, like, I I think when it comes to men, I definitely discriminate against hair. Like, if your Do hair you? looks like, and whatever, the weekend when he used to have that crazy thing that was happening, I was not here why for it not, at why the, all. Okay, so you're no. also part of the problem. Or not. <laughs> I was not here for it at all. And I'll tell you why, though. Because I feel like it's this... And it's the same sort of... And maybe when I meet him, I will ask this question. But I feel like he would not be here for it if I decided, you know what, I'm not going to comb my hair for the next six months. Like, I feel like he would definitely have a problem. And, like, this, oh, yeah. would, this would create some sort of tension. Yet you can decide that you are going to allow a tree to grow from <laughs> your head... And just have it be acceptable and everything. So for all of that in itself, I'd rather if you just maintain it. If you're going to at least have natural hair, maintain it. Do something creative but with it. But you know it. what? I find when it comes to dating in general, yeah. like I'll go on a date... 
serving looks for days. Literally you, you prepped yourself. Like Badu, head to toe. Yeah. And he came looking like Flavor Flav. <laughs> <laughs> because these are the double standards. Like, women, we have to go to such extreme I know. lengths. Like, you plan, you know this date is on Friday. Yeah. And so, on Wednesday, you're most likely getting that bikini wax, that eyebrow, threading Bruh. that, you're you You're know? shaving the bottom of your feet. Uh, you are, you know, primping. You're doing the Bantu plus not but Fam. then the next day you're gonna make sure that you like spritz it and do the deep conditioning oh, yeah. you went to lush to go buy that vegan face mask because you know you wanted to make sure no blemishes that's wednesday he showed up in like the nike tracksuit in the tracksuit <laughs> in the, track in the same sandals. underwear that he wore yesterday <laughs> with flip-flops and socks looking he didn't even moisturize his lips Yet you must look or like, like Rihanna. knuckles. Yeah, these are generally the same. So I feel like that's why, especially you go on Twitter and you see all these men talking yeah. about, oh, oh, I don't like why all these women got these raggedy ass weaves. And yet, when you click on their profile, why? How? I'll never understand How are you that. Flavor flav? <laughs> I'll never but understand you want that. Beyonce. <laughs> That's wild. That's crazy. Fam. I mean, it's just a different... And I guess that also brings in the question of, like, which type of black men can have black um, can have natural hair? Ooh. If you get what I mean? Because for like me, there's, like, there's definitely level. Oh, for sure. Because I have no problem. Honestly, if Kendrick Lamar had the weekend style that he did at the time, like, I feel like I wouldn't have that much of a problem. Why, though? Let's dissect I, this. Why I do you have this? I honestly think it is tied into the fact that I guess I can assume, like, that is, like, more authentic in a way. Like, I don't even know where Wait, it comes from. So, what from. do you expect from a light skin? You know, let's say a, the weekend slid into your DMs. What hair? And he's like, "I'm willing to change my whole aesthetic for you." What? Do you what mean? he has now, where he cut it and it's like growing and it's like a little afro and it's just like you know some Michael Jackson when he was a kid type of thing. But is this also like problematic? Then it's like the same because if men expect this from us i know right it's i think it it's problematic on both standards but i think mine is way more lenient like it's not like i would not i wouldn't talk to the weekend because he had that type of hair yeah whereas men if they see me with my like rasta that's now turned into a net or whatever they are not even gonna look they're actually going to start making fun of me with their own homeboys like oh my god look at this chick like was she doing at this club? Like, uh -huh. wow, we should probably get her kicked out type of thing. Because the aesthetic does not fit within a natural hair paradigm. Whereas for me, I would just be like, okay, that's not really my aesthetic. Like, I can accept it on him, but it does that make me, I don't know, more sexually attracted to him? No, not at all. Really? No, not at all. Whereas on Kendrick, that wouldn't really matter. Because he has, like, the darker skin. Yeah, he has the darker skin. Like, it just, I don't know, it more aligns with his aura. I don't know. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of factors that come into it. And even, like, still, like, when you look at someone like J. Cole or things like that, I don't know, like, there's a certain standard that comes up, you know? 
Like, I feel like yeah. even within the media, they look at him like, oh, you know, he must be working on something. Like, why is he not showering? You know, whereas, like, for Kendrick, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, he's doing his thing. Like, they don't really press him about it. I actually it. never thought about that. I always look at those type of antics on Twitter. Just to see, because, again, it develops that double standard that women have for men in a way as well. And even within corporate America. Mm. And even to go so far as when, um, or at least for my family that lives in Kenya, and they have like younger children who are going to private school, all of the darker skinned children have to cut their hair. Like it has to be like literally shaven, non-existent. Whereas the white kid can have the, I don't know, rocker. Yeah, the luscious locks as a male. And have it not be a problem. Like, it's neat in their eyes. So yeah. I think it even starts at that level and then trans into, transitions into why I feel like I would prefer J. Cole to, like, cut his hair than have the dreads. So if you're in a relationship, though, do you feel like both parties... Let's say you're dating a black guy. Okay, cool. Do you feel like both parties have to consult each other when it comes to hair? So if you decide I'm going bald, yeah. do you feel like you need to tell Bay? Like, because I feel like a lot of men feel like, no, you can't just go out and when I they met do. you, you had long right. hair. You can't just switch up on me and suddenly look like Lupita. No, bitch. Like, so I definitely will not be consulting, but I will be <laughs> calling them. And being like, hey, I'm at the barbershop, this is happening, type of thing. Because there's no, like, restri- like you don't have restriction on right. my aesthetic. I shouldn't have restriction on yours. Like I'm saying, it's not like I would necessarily have a problem with... And if I had met them and they had a different aesthetic, I feel like there's, again, other factors that go into why I would be romantically inclined to them. Yeah. And so, like, if they value my hair so much, like, that would definitely make me question, like, why they even like me. Yeah. You know? But then don't you feel like there's a stigma against especially darker-skinned women having short hair? Like, I feel like it's more acceptable for maybe if you're mixed and you have a short, you know, then it's, like, cute and androgynous. Right. If you have a short hairstyle. But if you're darker and 4C hair and you cut your hair, it's not cute and androgynous. It's just, like, so are you struggling? You know what's crazy, though? I kind of feel like that's the standard. Like, if you're trying to be successful, if you want to be a model, I feel like you are in your darker skin. I feel like either you have to be Naomi Campbell and pretend you or have this straight, you know, 18-length weave versus cutting it all to be, like, similar to Alec Weck. Like, you cannot have this, like, 4C. Like, it's not really accepted yeah. for darker skin. No, women. in fashion, 100%. If you're not, like, petroleum black yeah. and oiled up, and bold i don't know it's like there's even standards for the types of darkness that are accepted so in fashion my you must be literally size double zero and bold and and like bone showing like still starving on instagram on social media you need to be slim thick oiled to the gods maybe be a gym junkie maybe just you know you be know, born this way type of thing highlighter on 500 like blue eyes 16 inch peru white straight eyes wig lace front though or else you're not like those are the two acceptable yeah. dark-skinned women I like i can't like. be amanda stenberg 
basically no no no. you can't be dark-skinned and quirky because no, that's, yeah this is too much. This is, there's way too many paradigms that are being shifted right now yeah, for like, like one singular so i feel like even that in and of itself is trash but what about for you do you think it matters when you're like in a relationship between or like with men for example like i always think about it i always and i hate that i do but I always think about, okay, let's say at that point, like, I'm wearing a wig. Yeah. And I'm always, like, I always have to think, like, so is he going to not be accepting of this? Like, yeah. And, like, on one end, if you truly are about me and yeah. you're into me, I don't want it to be purely aesthetic. Of course not. I feel like that I don't value my aesthetics more than I value like my intelligence, personality. My yeah. yeah. So I feel like regardless of what look I'm serving that season, you should be about me. But I always on another hand, like I know that men are just <laughs> visual human beings. Yes. So if I'm not dating or, like, going for a woman, yeah. then I always have to be conscious of, like, shit. Like, what is he going to think? Is he... Also, because I have acknowledged and I've realized that I attract different types of guys depending on, on the hairstyle. Like, if it's, like, a big... I don't know, a big, like... Mm fro type hair yeah there's a lot Crochet. of hotels it's a lot of hotels yeah in my vicinity if it's braids i haven't had braids in a while though when i have braids it's definitely the way more like muscular footballer it's interesting there's actually way more white guys that talk to me when i have braids mm. um who else actually you know the kind of like Maybe mm. African, but, like, you know, just moved to New York type of guy. Yeah. You know, who, like, talk to me when I have braids. But do you feel like there's a difference between the way white men consume your oh, blackness, your beauty, and your hair versus black course. men? Of course. Because I feel like also, you know, black men are relating it back to, like, their own either past relationships or their family. Like, there's so many factors. Whereas yeah. for white men, I feel like because they have no idea and they yeah, have no image to base it on, they're just like, yeah, you know, like, this happens. But, yo, if you cut your hair... And didn't let your, you know, Listen. Scandinavian bay know. I feel like you would definitely have a problem. Like, really? there's a problem. Yeah. I mean, not that there would okay, yeah. be a significant, like, big, like, I feel like he would get over it. Whereas your Devon would not get over it. <laughs> he will definitely come for you. He will question, like, if you're all right, if you're mentally stable. <gasps> you know, are you, have you pulled a Britney type of thing? Like, there's a lot of questions that are going to be asked. But this is, and this is why I'm not here for respectability politics. Because yeah. Because as a black man, if you claim, I'm screaming because you mentioned Devon. <laughs> a Devon is calling. We will cut this out. But wow. Anyway. Wow. Um, this is where respect respectability politics becomes a problem because oh, yeah. there's a lot of humans yeah. who claim to love black women in their natural hair state. Oh, yeah. However, if it's natural, but short, but 4C... And, but, like, coarse. And coarse, then is that 
as acceptable like then are you still a, am i still a queen you know <laughs> you know this word queen gets uh, this word queen is so it's become problem which i don't want it to be though i don't want it to be problematic yeah. i like it i like that word like i like that you acknowledge my regal right no? you know you can even sing the two-faced song african queen you know i'm about it but the moment you're set like, hey, you know, queen, when you put makeup on, you do devalue your queendom. Like, that's when I'm like, okay, Bye. thanks, but no thanks yeah. <laughs> type of conversation. It's, it's a challenge. It's, like, really difficult to dissect. But what I, one thing I do know for a fact is that I'm not here for men judging other women on their Snaps. natural hair journey wherever... They want to Whether go you're natural or not. Yeah. You honestly. know? Because I feel like a lot of... Ju- but that has to start with women, too. You know? Because I think the moment we decide, like, okay, we're not going to judge if Naomi Campbell has no hair under her weave. We're not going to judge if I decide to wear a wig today and tomorrow I come with my bald head. Like, right. There is no judgment. The there same is no way take- that you will not judge if I'm wearing a bonnet. At night. Oh. Because you want the curls, but you don't want the bonnet that protects the curls. What, like, I need y'all to tell me, what do you want? Like, what do you actually I really want? think they just, which is great, but we don't wake up like this, okay? We don't, <laughs> it's a facade. Uh, we, because we don't wake up like this, just accept how we prepare to wake up like this, okay? Really, though. Just accept. But yeah, what are some tips for girls, women? Learning to love their hair. Yeah, learning to love their hair. What tips can we give them based on your Mm. own journey? Based, oh, okay. So the number one tip is do not fall for hair envy. Hair envy is real. for that. I feel like at some point in time, if you're black and and have grown around, especially predominantly non-black areas yeah you will probably experience hair envy if not already but just know that beauty as a construct is eurocentric it's inherently colonial hallelujah it's inherently designed to go against you preach so you need to create your own standard of beauty Amen. and define it for yourself on your own terms with your own standards. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, honestly, what it boils down to is you are as beautiful as you decide you are. Like, no one can Thank tell you. you whether or not you are ugly, whether or not you are beautiful. Like, if you wake up, like, honestly, if I wake up, I listen to. The Ten Crack Commandments. I listen to <laughs> I Am a God by Kanye West. <sighs> I I don't know. I wear my favorite heels. Exactly. I put on red lipstick and I serve the look. Regardless of what hair I have, whether I have a pixie cut, I have a fro, it I really have braids, I have my wig on, I have a weave, yeah. whatever it is. Peruvian. The look Guatemalan. is still served. Like, it's still served <laughs> and you're still receiving it. Right. So, so just accept. I think. Yeah, like, the, you, if you feel beautiful, people will receive that energy and reflect it onto you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's honestly just what it boils down to. And even just going off of that, I think another tip would just be to remember that 
a lot of women still don't even know their own personal hair. So mm. they try to stigmatize and judge your hair just off of their false pronotion Ooh. of their own antics of their hair. And I forget the actual quote, but people can love you as only as deep as they love themselves. So with Ooh, wait, all of say that, that one more time. People can love you only as deep as they love themselves. Ooh. So because of that, just remember that there's a lot of, you know, mess that's going around. And there's a lot of people who really are fake deep and don't really <laughs> love themselves on these streets. Truly. So just acknowledge that when you wake up and you probably didn't dry your twist out 100%, I've always been there. And it doesn't come out like naturalista said it would <laughs> just accept Dead. that you are going to do this today and you will try again tomorrow or you'll go to a salon that will teach you the best way to do it for you honestly also you actually don't have to look like an instagram baddie that's in order tip number to, three to yeah. thrive and prosper in life like, and you don't need their products like you really honest you actually don't need to go and buy all of miss jesse's all of sheer moisture like every single hair product like you don't not not back listen i use these products same i, I mean them. go when they have that bogo sale buy one get one free exactly you know i'm always about that yeah no but, but you can thrive with your own standards of course and just use use what you have in your kitchen honestly like do not break oh, yeah. the bank tip number four do not break the bank to do your hair becky is not out here breaking any bank to do her hair honestly. so you should not be doing any of that and i will give props to those those youtubers who have really tried to like show you how to make your own leave-in conditioners and if you have if you're up to the challenge i know i'm lazy but if you're up to that challenge and you make that, that is a really great way to save money and also hey. get the look that you want. Honestly. So if you're about it, go ahead and do it. But if you're not, just know that, hey, all these sulfate things, whatever, you will survive. Your hair will come out beautiful. Honestly. And also, wait, why did I just lose my train of thought? Oh, it's yes, it's back now. Um... Do not, there's a stigma, I feel like, against weaves and wigs there that is I just do not understand. Do not feel like you cannot venture into, listen, I love me a good wig. Like, what? Hey, understand. I love it. The fact that I can just slip it on if I ever want to and then... Yeah, shoot my shot, walk out the house, whatever it is that I'm doing it for, and slay. Like, fuck the stigma, man. So, do you? Who do you think stigmatizes more? Is it within the black community, or does it come from like others? I definitely. I mean, personally, for me, yeah. All any slander that I've received has been within the black community. Interesting. Um, but then I also just feel like this is because. Like, what white person knows about oh, and that's leaves, true. You know what I mean? They just yeah. not. It's just more so like, oh my God, like, your hair grew in, like, a day. That, like, <laughs> but they say that about braids, that? too. So, you know? whereas I feel like there's, like, and sometimes, which is why the question of, is that your real hair? Yeah. Tends to bother me because it's, like, I feel like it tends to come from a place of judgment. It does. So... 
whether or not I tell you, well, I bought it, so it's mine. Mm -hmm. Or I tell you, yeah, it is mine. Or even if it is mine. Yeah. Like, even if it's mine, you're still going to judge me. Exactly. Even if it's not mine, you're still going to judge me. Yeah. And so... And then I also just feel like there's respectability politics involved. Oh, my gosh. Because... It's seen as more like, oh, you must love yourself because mm-hmm. you're natural. No, there are women who are natural and are not confident. And there are women who wear 16-inch Peruvian Indian Remy hair weaves <laughs> and love themselves. Literally, this has nothing to do with what's sitting on top of your hair. Like, self-love is internal. It cannot come from outside of you. Preach it. So, whether or not... The hairs that grow out of the follicles of my scalp are what you see, or my Remy Indian 16 inch loose wave hair yeah. is what you see. That does not affect my self esteem. Honestly, right now, it shouldn't. It if shouldn't. I love myself, like, it shouldn't. But yeah, yeah, no, I think that we'll see in the next realm of you know, the next generation of YouTubers, of the natural hair movement. We'll see where this goes. I mean, it really hasn't necessarily switched in fashion, but at least on social media, I know that there's a lot of people who are just like, listen, my hair is like this and like, so be it. Like, they don't really necessarily talk about their hair being like the natural hair movement, which I think is a movement in itself, even though it's not necessarily like, broadcasted like if you decide Mm. to cut your hair and dye it blonde that's fine like you don't have to justify it on social media whatever if that's the look that you're serving now good for you and that's it word 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 i love that i know we always break it down on afro lit this (laughs) is us um black hair yeah black hair is a lot so maybe there'll even be a part two yeah i think maybe we can like ask a male yeah get a male's perspective Yeah, maybe we'll have a male on if you are a guy in new york and you have interesting perspectives or you just want to come at us for the things that we've broken down against light skin dark skin male woes maybe we'll have a all gendered inclusive hair conversation who knows who knows we're up to anything so yeah let us know in the comment section below on twitter on facebook at us you know all of our information is below but yeah this is afro lit 2017 before we end what are your goals for 2017 yes my goal we cannot forget this we cannot forget the section uh okay so for 2017, you know, there's always that new me, new, new year, new me. Gotta the resolutions. I feel like are always the same, but this year I definitely want to begin and align my journey on finding what my true purpose is. If I get deep for a second, yes, no, go. So deep. I feel like for a long time I've always had a specific idea of what I want to do and like who I am in a way, but. You know, I've met so many different people. I've started AfroLit. Mm. I want to see and just really question, like, what is my intention with a lot of the things that I get involved in? And so, you know, I have just been asking that question to myself every day. And also when I prepare to go and do something, I always question, like, okay, 
why am I doing this? Like, mm-hmm. is it to support somebody else? Is it to get towards my own journey? You know, just to know my own intentional purpose for things so that then as I align True. with what my ultimate purpose is, I can feel that radiating from within. Like, I know if I go to this event, it'll align with my journey. If I, you know, I don't necessarily have to support that because it doesn't align mm-hmm. with my journey. So... This is a year-long thing. I don't even know if I'm going to find my purpose at the end of 2017, but (laughs) it's intentional. I'm thinking about it. No, the fact that you've put it out into the universe and you're pursuing it means that it's already in motion. Right. And that's all that matters. So, Thank you, Mrs. Phil. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually Dr. Phil. Um, Yeah. What about you, Bobo? My New Year's goal, I'm like in the process of practicing detachment in Mm. all aspects of my life. Okay. Romantic, career. I feel like career is like at the forefront of my life right now. Okay. Career, romantic, spiritual, etc. Just not being attached to outcomes and allowing things. Teach me your ways once you learn these ways. I'll write a blueprint, a book. But yeah, allowing things to grow organically as mm-hmm. opposed to forcing things to conform to my desires. Okay. This is what I'm practicing. Wow. And yeah. But yes, yeah, so we will follow know. up on the next episode. And thank you all so much. Always, whenever we get more than five views or listens, excuse me, I am ecstatic. ecstatic. Same. So (laughs) literally, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Yeah. This This is is Afrolit. Don't forget to like, comment, share, follow us, and continue to thrive and prosper. Stay lit. Bye.